This is KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this on? Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this place outside where they belong? I can't believe this silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life, I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder, is this on? Hello, Phil. <laughs> it is on, Dave, and we are on, and we are so delighted tonight to uh, have guests in our Plural. studio, Plural. Dave. Yep. For so long, we were doing the show, you know, at an undisclosed location for months on the telephone. I had trouble finding it. We are so blessed to be back in the studio, and we have with us, Dave, a couple of guests. We have Elena. <laughs> Erickson right. Lopez. How about that? My 50th try. I was afraid you'd dress up the Lopez. <laughs> and we also have Cy Barlow. 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 You know, uh, before we go any further, I got to say it's been all week. You know how you get something in your head and you got to bang it out? Sure. So there's a character in the Coen Brothers movie. If you remember The Simple Man, a Simple Man, I think it is. It's a great one where uh, he's the college professor and it's about the kids growing up in Minnesota. Anyway, there's a character in here by the name of Cy Abelman. Aha! Uh -huh. And I could not get it out of my head. <laughs> and I said, for sure I'm going to introduce you as Cy yeah. Abelman. <laughs> but this is we, Alana, we this did, is Abelman over right. here. Right, yeah. Alana yeah. yeah. Abelman. <laughs> I, I, I thought if Cy Barlow isn't the name of a 1920s baseball pitcher. Oh, sure. Could very well be. So. Could very Might well be. be. Yeah. But we are so delighted. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Thank you. welcome. Yes. And you are here because uh, you are part of the Tucson comedy community. Mm -hmm. But specifically tonight, we want to talk about an upcoming show at the Unscrewed Theater. Let's start with you, Elena, and tell us uh, what's happening. Oh, well, duh, I was hoping we'd start with Cy. Um, <laughs> we are on Friday uh, going to have our very first uh, Fridays After Dark at Unscrewed Theater. It'll be at 9 p.m. And it is an improv and variety show. So there'll be improv teams. There'll be stand-up team. We have a gentleman who is going to uh, do a song parody. Um, we have Keep Tucson Sketchy. They submitted a video for us to watch before their show. Um so yeah, that is, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's this Friday, yeah, which this is the Friday, tenth, the tenth yep. at nine yep. o'clock. This is our inaugural Unscrewed Fridays After right. Dark. And I am so honored to have been asked to be a part of this show. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing a little stand-up comedy. Uh, even though when I got the invitation, I started spinning plates, uh, <laughs> thinking that that's that would work too. <laughs> so, and time. I am not bad. I am not that bad. Dave, you've been working is, on your juggling. Is, right? is that why you want to borrow my chimpanzee? I did. <laughs> I did. You just that, have to be a little careful because it's not a yeah. terribly high ceiling at Unscrewed Theater, so you can't spin too many plates too high. So, but it is but a it monthly. Is. It's a monthly show that we're starting uh, this month. It'll be on the second Friday of every month. And we've got a, a, a basically an open submission policy. So if you've got any kind of act that 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 falls anywhere within the the large and almost borderless world of comedy, uh, it's something that we will gladly give some stage time. And we just put together a variety show based on the submissions we get every single month. Oh well, that's tremendous. And uh, let, let's talk a little bit about getting back to doing live shows Absolutely. at Unscrewed. When did you start? having live audiences again live audiences again we started uh the very first weekend in august um <sighs> we actually eased into it a little bit uh, because we had been doing online shows on zoom since almost the pandemic began we started in in march of 2020 we figured out uh, we, the, we we thought it was going to be a couple of weeks at the time, of course, and sure. we thought, well, let's just yeah. do this until we're back inside, and um, and then we we did weekly shows um, uh, via Zoom for the, the the entirety of the pandemic, and then in July, we had the all of the vaccinated players go back on stage, but kept the audience on Zoom, so we sort of transitioned ourselves where we remembered how to do improv standing up, 
<laughs> and with, with shoes on <laughs> and actual pants. pants. And, yep. Um, those were all of our criteria, stand up, shoes, pants. And then, uh, and, and then in August, we invited the audiences back in wearing masks and so on. So we, we've, we've transitioned into that. And, but we're continuing to uh, live stream all of our shows on Zoom. So there is a ticket you can buy if you're not ready to come out into the public or if you're my mom and you're yes. in Texas, you can watch on Zoom and you can, uh, you can stay home and, and watch safely. Yeah, it's a great point, and, and I can share with you, uh, my dear cousin Pauline, who lives in back in Chicago, asks me every time, you know, can I can I watch it live on something? And I finally said to her, this show you'll be able to stream. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll see. Uh, I'm not betting that that's going to go well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love my cousin Pauline. Well, of course. <laughs> very sweet Very lady. supportive. Very she's sweet li she's listening, isn't she? That's right. Unscrewed has really made a, a quite an investment in the online. And we have. As I said, it was when we realized that that was our way to stay connected to each other first. We were, you know, that the, those first couple of weeks when, when, it, when everything was such a question mark. We spent a lot of time on Zoom just checking in with each other, and then eventually we realized we're all a bunch of hams. We all love to do improv. Let's figure out what games we play that we know that will work in these little boxes. And as we started to realize uh, the, the games that we know how to play that worked in little boxes, we thought we could let people watch this. It's, it's almost a show. And, yeah. and then we turned it into a show, and we turned it into several. And then over the course of that, you know, um, Elena and I realized that uh, at Unscrewed Theater in, in in the before times, we had a show every every month for a, sort of an open mic for improv teams specifically, and Elena and I were missing that in the Zoom times, and so we came up with what we called the Sunday Smash Up, which was an online improv open mic, as it were, and we had teams we had some teams where the people had people had never met each other in person. Wow. One person was in uh, New York, one person was in Miami, another person was in San Francisco, and they'd all met on Zoom doing improv and turned into a team. And so we had a monthly show on Sundays that let us showcase uh, that kind of improv and that kind of fun. And once we started getting back to the theater, we thought, well, we don't want to let that drop. But we also thought we'd open it up a little bit more beyond just improv and turn it into a variety show so, so we could have all kinds of other things. Because Elena, of course, comes from a multifaceted life where she does stand up and sketch and improv. And we thought that would be a great vehicle for letting all of those things have some stage time at Unscrewed. Mm -hmm. Great idea. Um, now, we, uh, we talk about all kinds of comedy on this show. We do talk about stand-up a lot and local and Storytelling. Storytelling, oh, yeah. uh, things like that. So I um, want to talk a little bit about, now, Elena, you do stand-up as well and sketch. Yes. Uh, talk about the difference between performing as a stand-up and performing as part of a, part of a group. Well, <laughs> um, so... I did, um, before I did anything, I did uh, Fist, which was the female Im uh, the female storyteller. Storytellers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first thing I ever told, or I t went up, I told a story about my friend Bailey. I got a couple laughs and was like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and then a week later, my best friend, who's a lawyer, was going to take an improv class because she needed help with the whole just listening and being on her toes. So I was like, I'll take this with you. And then four years later was like oh my god i love this and so that's what i've been doing um improv is nice because improv there are rules to improv where you you listen you build a world together um you just play off of each other's strengths so i'm in a few different teams and um each team and each member they you have each other's back so mm -hmm. you don't let anyone like fall on stage you 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 help and you you support um, then you go to stand-up where they basically kick you in the butt and go, you're on your own. Um, and the stand-up community here is really great, though, because uh, you get people who will come up to you and be like, oh, I love that joke, or, you know, come, come sit with us, and that's great. But when you do stand-up, you're on your own. So those are all your own jokes that you've written. Um, in my personal opinion, stand-up is just harder because I was used to having, like, Oh, if this joke doesn't land, somebody will come and save me, and no one saves you um, with stand-up. Yeah, where is that? No one saves you with stand-up. Um, but what is nice about improv before I did stand-up was um, I can talk to a crowd, and I also don't feel... I can go up and talk to anybody, really, when I'm on a stage. Not so much in person. I have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. But on a stage, I can go up and talk to anybody, and that improv really helps, especially if you get a heckler or you get somebody who's like, 
oh yeah, I have a story. And you're like, settle down, sir, we'll get to you. Um, so having that improv background is helpful. Um, but they are two very separate beasts. Right, right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. And you also do sketch comedy. Yes. Tell us uh, some of the distinctions between sketch comedy and stand-up and improv. Oh, okay. So I'm a part of Keep Tucson Sketchy, uh, which is, as far as I know, as of now, uh, Tucson's only sketch comedy team. Um, and the difference really, or actually, what's great about the group uh, KTS is we write together so I'll go and I'll write my own little sketch and then I'll come to them and show them and they will find ways to punch it up mm. they'll take away lines um, the head writer who we have is um, his name is Eli he's really good at punching it up and he's really good at being like that's not a sentence <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. there's um, always a grammar Nazi isn't there, there is there is he'll just be like that doesn't, that's not how semantics work and it's like it is in the sketch um, but what I found great about working with that group of people is um, most of my sketch come from a weird thing that happened in an improv scene so the first sketch I ever wrote was Randy and the Beast, which is about um, what were to happen if, you know, when Beauty and the Beast and everyone turned into a thing, mm-hmm. somebody had to turn into the chamber pot. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that happened because of improv. And then I took that entire thing home with me and I'm like, I could write a sketch. Like, I want to see what happens with this character now. Mm-hmm. And then we just, and then we, I wrote a, a sketch and a parody song. Mm-hmm. And um, so what's nice, so it's just, it's nice to have the vehicle to write. Because sometimes you write a, you do stand-up. Sometimes yeah. you write a stand-up joke and you're like, this doesn't work. But this is funny. It's just not going to work in stand-up. And the same mm-hmm. thing happens with a, uh, a sketch joke. I can try to write something for sketch and then realize, oh, this seven-page thing, really, I just need this one paragraph <laughs> one to make up. a stand-up thing. Interesting. So it just gives me different vehicles to yeah. write. And, and Cy, mm. you uh, just do improv, or you do some sketch comedy also? Well, I have done sketch comedy, but I'm not part of to keep Tucson sketchy, no. Um, so my right now, my primary comedy vehicle is improv, yes. Yeah. I'm also and a musician, so I do other things. from perspective, but, for example, yeah. what is it like about stand-up that keeps you from trying it, for example? Oh, gosh. Um, the, well, it, I, the only thing that has kept me from trying stand-up is literally just trying stand-up, I think. I've been a, a fan of it from the, the beginning. I grew up watching HBO specials and all of those kinds of things and could quote an entire... Uh, it, it's not it's not appropriate to, to be able to do it now, but I can still quote entire Bill Cosby albums um, <laughs> from growing up. So I adore stand-up. Yeah. I know, but that's what we had in the house. Then I Our moved on to Carlin. Governor Cuomo. Yeah, right, way, yeah. right. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the it, it really is just, I just have never tried it. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that's stopping me is not having tried it yet. Do you get the urge? Do you go, I, I, I want um, I it? I do, and... except that the, the, there's that voice in the back of my head that still isn't entirely sure I have anything to say that anybody mm-hmm. would want to listen to, so I just prefer that improv. That doesn't stop a lot of people. No, it no. usually doesn't <laughs> stop me either. But if I do it in an improv team, then at least um, I can walk away saying, well, it was the character saying that, not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, Just because you didn't want to hear it. The character, it wasn't me, it was the character. Right, so. right, okay. Or you know when I'm when I'm doing the, the so musical schizophrenia improv. is helpful in absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Now, when I'm doing know, it in works, the musical uh, improv I can just break into song and then people don't even care what you're talking about <laughs> it works uh, both ways because Dave I hope I'm not sharing uh, tales out of school in a private conversation yeah. okay. you and I were talking and you of course uh, do stand up and have for many years. You were telling me that you're kind of interested in trying improv. Ah. Well, I had taken, uh, I used to live in Los Angeles, and I took some mm-hmm. classes there sure. years ago, and it's it's a, the greatest rush in the world when it works, and it's uh, terrifyingly sad when it doesn't work, but uh, but you have company Absolutely. on stage, yeah, you have company. and you yeah. can, you know, uh, when you walk off stage as a stand-up uh, and you've bombed, uh, you just drop your head and go look for a drink, oh, but yeah. if you've got a good group, you can always turn to them and say, <laughs> let's go get a drink. That's right, that's right. <laughs> you know, we've been doing this show and by the way, you're tuned to Is This On on KMKR. We're visiting with Elena Erickson-Lopez and Cy Barlow. Nice. And uh, one of our favorite shows, one of our first shows, I think it was our second show, we said, hey, we've got to go visit Chris Seidman 
at Unscrewed. Sure. And we did a beautiful visit. Uh, we, we, we were there for hours and hours, but we condensed it into an hour. Mm -hmm. And we got to meet uh, the folks from the From the Top uh, musical improv. Yep. Yep. So even at Unscrewed, there's all kinds of variety of improv. Absolutely. Tell us Absolutely. about some of the different improv. Sure. Well, the Namesake House team is not burnt out, just Unscrewed. And they uh, they are, in fact, the reason we are named Unscrewed Theater, because they built the theater. Uh, they, they have existed. Uh, I should say we. I'm actually part of that team. Um, but the uh, Not Burnt Out, Just Unscrewed has existed since 2002. So we're coming up on our 20th wow. anniversary. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Oh, that's going to be something. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, they do short form improv, which is also the, the, the name of what you'd see on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. If you've ever seen a show called Comedy Sports and those kinds of theaters. Sure, sure. Um, it, it's that, those games, those short form, those rapid fire games and so on. And then we also have our musical improv team from the top on which Elena, both, Elena and I are both a part of. And we also have a comic book team called Comic Chaos. Elena is also in that oh, one. Yes. And I, they do I've improvised comic, comic book shows. Yeah. And it's super kid-friendly, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, Their show happens to be uh, on the second Saturday of every month, which is this Saturday at 6 o'clock. Um, and then we also have a, uh, a duo called The Big Daddies. And they do a long-form improv kind of thing, which is very character-driven, very scenic. Um, and uh, it's based on fatherly advice. And so they get uh, suggestions of advice from fathers, and they turn it into these fantastic character-driven scenes. So we have four house teams. And then we also have, uh, uh, we, do have we do teach classes there as well. So, Dave, if you are serious about that, we've got a beginning class called Improv Basics starting on okay. October 2nd. I'm just saying it's right there waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> but we also... I can uh, write that off for the show. Right? Yeah, there you go. Course, there yeah. you go. Um, and I'll be teaching a, a musical games class oh, where we're learning right. the, the things like the, your hoedowns and your drinking songs like you'd see on Whose Line mm -hmm. Is It Anyway and some other fun so uh, song-based games that I'll be teaching that on Tuesday evening starting September 28th. Um, but the, uh, the, the there are also, there's a great community around. There are a lot of teams uh, of duos and trios and larger teams, smaller teams that are doing all kinds of things, and therefore we started Fridays After Dark to give them a chance to, to get practice on stage. So oh, that's it's, it's a great just community. Just to be clear now, uh, because of the dates and when we're, we're airing sure. live here on September yeah. 8th, so your show is September 10th, and then the Saturday show is the 11th, correct? 9-11, and wow. Yeah. But, but it, it, at there's Unscrewed Theater, here's, here's I'm just going to say we're also a podcast, so anybody listening, anybody listening here's uh, the formula. should know that, that I assume they can go to unscrewedtheater.com. Dot org. To, yep, dot org. Dot org. Okay. Although dot com will get you there, but it is dot to, org. Because we're, uh, we're a 501c3. We're, okay. a, we're actually a nonprofit yeah. theater. Um, but here's the, short, the shorthand version of it is uh, every Friday and Saturday at 730, we have a family-friendly show. Um, one, the first Friday of the month, that's from the top. Every other Friday, it is, uh, Friday, uh, Friday and Saturday, it is not burnt out, just unscrewed. Two Saturdays a month at nine, we have an uncensored show with Not Burned Out, Just Unscrewed and The Big Daddies. And on the second Saturday at six o'clock, we have The Family Hour with Comic Chaos. Fantastic. Something for everyone. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. Right. yeah. You were saying, we were, we were chatting about sketch comedy that, uh, that Keep Tucson Sketchy you thought was the only sketch comedy in town. But Tucson is a very rich improv community. It does. it does. It does. Yes, Unscrewed Theater is not the only uh, improv theater in town. There's also Tucson Improv Movement here exactly. downtown. Exactly. Who also has been doing some stand-up. And they, they teach stand-up classes, in fact, and so on. And they have a stand-up show. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's now. Friday. 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 They have yeah. a stand-up show every Friday at 9 p.m. It's every Friday. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think they've just started an open mic. Too, they do have an open mic also. Yep. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it Tucson is it, it's a wonderful fact that the we're not we're not rivals. We actually are very friendly and. A lot of our players play there. A lot of their players play at our place, and so on. So we we have um, we have a really great relationship. Uh, uh, and the, the two executive directors, Chris and Justin, are in touch a lot. And um, it's it's just a great improv community. We all just we all just do it for the love of it anyway. So uh, there's there's no sense in it in it being anything but friendly and fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know our show is uh, a production of the Tucson Comedy Alliance. Right. Right. So within yeah. that, of course, uh, are all those elements. Absolutely. And including storytelling yep. and, and some poetry as well. So we really like to run the gamut. And then, of course, we run into folks like you, Elena, who do multiple things. She does all of them. I do and all of them. <laughs> we have, we have a, few, a few minutes remaining. And one of the things we always try to do is we, we kind of think our audience is that, that younger person who's just getting started, or at mm -hmm. least mm -hmm. a part of our audience mm -hmm. is. And they're, they look to veterans like you guys that have been doing this for a while. So if, if, if we could ask you, Elaine, I wanted to particularly make note and pay you a compliment. 
you have a fantastic headshot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. every comic, every actor, every mm -hmm. actress, every improviser needs a good headshot. Can we put up her photo right now, Phil? To well, where we can certainly <laughs> add it to our <laughs> website, and then you're going to see her lovely photo. So I look amazing in this photo. <laughs> but tell us, who was your photographer? My photographer was a second grade teacher. Um, her name is Amy Jimenez. I met her doing improv, and mm -hmm. she one day went, or when the pandemic happened, she was like, I'm bored, at, or no, this was before the pandemic happened. She's like, I'm bored at home. Does anyone want to try to take pictures, or let me take pictures of them? And then I was like, yes. <laughs> so her name is Amy Jimenez. She does have um, a website. Send um, it to us, and we'll put it on the web page for this. Fantastic. I, I will. She does great work. She does indeed. What yeah. I like about it, uh, well, you're very lovely, number one, but it catches you in, you know, it's almost like you're on stage. It's just, yep. it is just a beautiful shot. Thank is you. all I can say, and I believe it's black and white, right? It's black and white. There was a lot of head spinning. There's yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there of you go. Spinning. So uh, you get your chance to, to, to do that. But every comic or improviser, or actor, or actress needs that good headshot. A good photographer can really bring that out in yeah. people. Absolutely. Uh, so that number one. Yeah. Also, you'll see Sai's photo. Uh, <laughs> For, uh, that we took just in the studio here. And, uh, oh, and her, as opposed to my headshot, which is done by the people who did the Joseph and the Amazing. Exactly color. correct, exactly <laughs> correct. Which is, in fact, my headshot uh, at the Unscrewed Theater. It's the back of my head. I have a cousin it based oh, headshot. Oh, well, send us your headshot. That is, in fact, it. my we best will. side. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful, wonderful. Hey, one, uh, we have a few yeah. more minutes here, and I know uh, improv. Usually, when you start doing it, it starts out with the games. You talked about mm -hmm. the games. Correct. Yeah. Correct. What were some of your favorite uh, games and maybe quickly oh, describe yeah, them. Uh, oh gosh, okay. Uh, one of my favorite games to play, and because it is a, it has a slight element of torture, but I enjoy being the one being tortured. <laughs> it's called Entrances and Exits. Show for sure. It's called Entrances and Exits, and the it's usually a three-player game. Each person has a trigger word, a word, as it were, uh, and uh, and the idea is whenever that word is said during the scene, if you're on stage, you have to leave, and if you're off stage, you have to enter. So entrances and exits. Uh -huh. And so the idea is as the scene's going on, eventually one person is going to become the tortured, uh, where the t other two players are just constantly going to say the word. So they just keep having to run on and off and on and off. And I love being that person because it's so silly and so ridiculous and finding the reasons to not stop and just keep walking back. I just love the I love the high energy games so like you, that. So will you try to engage these characters in conversation. Oh, and you're then having the, a real and then the scene. Word is said and exactly, then exactly. Okay. And and so you're looking for those words that are perfectly normal to come up in a conversation but aren't like the or a because mm -hmm. then that's a little silly. So we do things like getting a color yeah. or uh, if it's the late show, a swear word <laughs> <laughs> um, or a, 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 a verb. So, you know, every time someone says run, you have to, you know, and so they like, well, just run over there. Well, you know, I'm just going to run over here. And so you're constantly back and back. I, I just love those those games that have a lot of energy and a lot yeah. of, mm -hmm. of movement to them. And that's one of the big ones that really uh, that really does it for me. I just love that. Oh, one. they're great mm -hmm. fun. And, they're, and, you know, it's funny. I, 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 I've been trained at the Improv Olympic in Chicago at Improv. And I remember many of the games. And I still kind of use some of the games in my head just to loosen up even before sure. stand up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, they're, they're really great. Just uh, whatever you do, you know, like a singer going through scales of or course, something. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, Fantastic. and there's, the, there's those games, too, where uh, the another one that can get very frenetic and high energy, call, that we call it Bing Switcheroo, where two players take on a character, in, but they, they each have to take on characters that are very different from one another because the host is going to yell switch at some point, uh -huh. and they trade characters but continue the scene. And so that one can be an awful lot of fun, especially if one person is really good at an accent and the other person is terrible at that accent, and they have to switch, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly the accents go all over the world. <laughs> get very silly. When my son was young, uh, we, he, his birthday's Halloween, so we would always oh. have a Halloween party and a sleepover and all that, and the guys would always love to play improv games, particularly. I think it was one, uh, That'll Be Bob. You know that one, That'll Be Bob? That'll Be Bob. It's probably Mike. The, the thing is, improv games get named yeah. different yeah. things, so I probably do. This know is it. one where somebody knocks on the door and oh, that'll sure. be Bob, right? Okay, <laughs> and okay. then everybody has to figure out from conversation what that Who Bob was. Yeah, yeah, yes. party, yeah. yeah. party yeah. parks. Oh, yeah, party. yeah, and, uh, absolutely. One called so much. You know that one? So yeah. much. Uh, uh. You, you, you just you say something and then you go and then Phil does that so much. <laughs> and then uh. you turn it over to him and then uh, you, you turn it over to the yep, next yep, person. yep. Well, this has been so much fun. 
visiting with you guys. Elena Erickson Lopez. Nailed yes. it. Cy Barlow yep. from Unscrewed Theater. One last time before we say goodbye, tell us the event Friday and how people can get tickets or stream it. It's Unscrewed Fridays After Dark. It is 9 o'clock on Friday, which follows our 7.30 show. If you want to have a two-show night, that'll be a fun way to do it. You can get tickets at unscrewedtheater.org slash events. And you can watch from home or live in the theater. Ooh, and then oh, while I'm here, I have a microphone. I should actually you mention do. one thing before I let Please. her do that, and that is technically uh, the there aren't advanced tickets for Fridays After Dark because it's a pay-what-you-will show. Oh, okay. yeah. So we we're, uh, if, if, if you would like to donate to the theater, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so we're always looking for donations. But if uh, coming up with ticket prices is tough right now because of hardships, come on out to the show anyway. Hey, great way to... And you are located... We are at 4500 East Speedway, Speedway. number 39. Uh, okay. b uh, excuse me, Speedway, just a little bit west of Swan. You can't miss the sign. You can see it from space. Okay, great. Adelaida, you had a... Uh, oh, I have a... Um, so I'm in the Keep Tease on Sketchy, yes. which is actually doing their first show since the pandemic. Wow. Um, on September 11th, we have a 6 p.m. show and a 9 p.m. show at the screening room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. This Saturday, you can also live stream it from your home if you don't want to come out. You can buy a ticket at uh, facebook.com slash keep on sketchy. We have tickets awesome. there. Well, fantastic. We're so glad to have had you guys come on in. Good luck uh, with all your efforts. I will, uh, ask, thank you I will so much. escort you out of the sauna now. Escort, yeah. <laughs> we'll hear thank a few you so much for having us. And, uh, we're going to talk uh, about a, a, a little bit of sad oh, news, yeah. but you know, really it's a way to commemorate the great career of Ed Asner. A fantastic improviser, away. by the yes. way. Wow, we did not know yeah. that. Yeah, no, from, he had an uh, improv background. Do you know background. where his, his beginnings uh, were? I do believe Chicago, but I could be wrong. Oh, wow. At uh, Second City? I believe so. Well, I'll have to look at the wall, uh, yeah, because uh, everybody's yeah. on the wall there. Like Chicago. Uh, yeah, I think, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm reasonably certain Probably back to the Robert Klein days. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, what a guess. Thanks, guys, for coming by. Thanks again for no, having us. Thank you so much. We'll have you back again for sure. You're tuned to Is This On? Dave Margolis and Ooh. Phil Gordon. And we are sadly commemorating uh, the passing of Ed Asner as we uh, <clears throat> have our guests escorted uh, out of the studio for now. Seven time Emmy Award winning actor Ed Asner, who starred as Lou Grant on both uh, sitcom The Mary Tyler Moore Show and then the spin off uh, hour long drama Lou Grant before a late career rejuvenation in his very poignant voice work in the 2009 animated film Up. Ed Asner has passed away at age 91 last week. Uh, his publicist confirmed uh, to Variety that he died uh, Sunday surrounded by family. Uh, Asner's official Twitter account posted a message from his family saying, Good night, Dad. We love you. Asner worked for many years as a character actor in series television and movies before hitting pay dirt and stardom as the tough-talking TV newsroom head Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, which brought him three supporting actor Emmys. And when the sitcom called it quits, he returned as the same character in the harder-hitting hour-long series, really a drama, which earned him two leading actor Emmys for a total of five nominations. The actor picked up two additional Emmys for his work on the miniseries Rich Man, Poor Man and Roots won a total of seven. And more recently, uh, Ed Asner had appeared in the uh, sitcom Grace and Frankie as well as Cobra Kai and did voiceovers uh, in the all right, hey, my name is Charles Ludwig. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR. Keep listening. I uh, had mentioned, sorry, Dave, uh, to catch you by surprise. I've had Ed Asner passed away at age 91, and I know you're teasing me. But we remarked a little bit about his seven-nomination Emmy Award career, mm -hmm. and just, just a great career later, of course, in the film Up. But I think what I always found very interesting and unique about Eddie Esner was that switch from the sitcom Mary Tyler Moore where he played this gruff character Lou mm -hmm. Grant yep. and then when that show ended 
it was resurrected as sort of a pretty serious drama. Yeah, there I was don't know some that minor moments. I don't know if that's ever been done before, where a character in a and sitcom then he was the lead. spins off into into a dramatic series. Uh, no, was, uh, uh, what takes someone as unique as uh, yeah. Ed Asner to do that? Yeah, and he had, a, as you mentioned, I'm sure you covered fantastic career. Uh, you know, I didn't realize. I mean, when I started seeing him on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, I didn't know him. Who he was, yeah. but now, as you know, as I watch the Old Man Network about 24 hours a day, <laughs> yes, he's always popping up in westerns. He did a lot of TV work in the early days of TV, and uh, another thing right, is right. You're uh, right about that westerns. Yeah, I, I don't know if you covered, and he was in. I think he was in Roots. He had a big part in Roots. He, he may have got a, a nomination part Roots. for Roots. Not and, a flattering part, as I recall. No, no, he's a bad guy, but uh, you know. Um, and the other thing is that he, uh, in his uh, recent years, you know, he died at 91, but I mean. Uh, very big activist. I mean, very, very active and very outspoken. I did mention that, yeah. a very uh, liberal-leaning mm -hmm. uh, uh, causes, uh, and he was very, very active in that. Yep. And uh, just always, you know, uh, it's funny, we all think we know people that are in Hollywood, and we kind of know their personalities, but Ed Asner always just seemed like a really good guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love to have a beer with Ed Asner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed like... Uh, well, if not like his character, guy, he definitely had a good sense of humor, and like you say, his performance and up. Uh, oh, alone, just classic, you know, and, yeah. and voice only, of course. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He really set the tone for voice acting. Mm. Uh, that film was just so charming, wasn't it? Yeah, and that first fifteen-minute segment or something—that's basically a silent movie. Was you know, it could stand by itself. It was just so touching. Oh, and, just uh, absolutely incredible. Heartbreaking. I can't really watch it anymore because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get weepy these days. Do you I can't watch sad movies, yeah. Well, we ran the emotions. What a great visit with the yeah, Lena yeah. and Cy yeah. and all the wonderful things. Boy, I, I, I recall the fun we had uh, doing that show with uh, Chris mm -hmm. Seidman and the Unscrewed folks and, of course, uh, the, the Tim people as well in town, the Tucson Improv Movement. What a rich improv community we have here in Tucson. And, and as a... Uh, Elena mentioned, I think, uh, just to make a little pitch, if anybody's interested in doing improv, uh, it is super helpful even if you don't plan to make that your thing. Uh, she mentioned school teachers, uh, lawyers, doing photography, uh, yeah. uh, you know, people because it. And I find in in my, I mean, I'm a real estate agent, as I may have mentioned a few more times, but uh, you know, it helps you to talk to people off the cuff and to switch gears like that and to to pick up on things. It's a very handy thing to learn. And it's yeah. improv, and it's very, very supportive. Unlike, as she says, stand-up, where is. you can feel like it's you against the world. Uh, Babe, it's unique, like that little three-bedroom you have in Barrera. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah, we're accepting offers on that. <laughs> very good. Hey, you know, a segment that we've had a lot of fun with uh, over the months and with all the uh, pandemic lockdown has been, what are you watching lately? Oh, okay. Dave, uh, let me start with one. Lay it on me. A uh, comic by the name <coughs> of Sam Morrill. You're familiar? I know the name, but... Uh, Comedy Central special. Uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, one of the early winners at the World Series of Comedy oh, okay. uh, competition, I recall, uh, being in. And, of course, you know, you hate everybody that, that, that comes in ahead of you. So <laughs> I, I've always had a, a, a deep <laughs> hatred for Sam. But... Uh, <coughs> Sam uh, Comedy Central special is very good. Mm. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about something that's about to come out. And last year, Sam Merrill did what all comics were dying to do, and that is get back on stage. And what he did was he made the best of a not-so-great situation. He did the rooftop shows, and he did the outdoor shows, and brought along a camera crew to <coughs> film a special once the clubs opened up. Mm -hmm. So he... Uh, it went back to going on stage and is friends with a lot of great comics so they gave him a little bit of uh, entree into backstage and their thoughts on coming back on stage so if you really want to hear from a perspective of real first class touring comics what it's like to get back on stage after a year mm -hmm. Sam Marill's uh, documentary will be premiering soon, Dave, also on Comedy Central. Okay. Uh, included will be Ray Romano, Colin Quinn, Dave Attell, Sal Volcano, Robert Kelly, Chris Redd, Sam Jay, 
uh, and Rachel Feinstein, among others, uh, as they go back on stage and tell what it's like for them to do it and tell it to so Sam So is, is this a series uh, episodic with yes, each of these comics coming on and talking series, about the series uh, on Comedy Central oh, okay. of what it's like to get back on stage. So I'm looking very forward to that. But I also uh, want to say that uh, his special is very good. And if the name is familiar for another reason, he got his start on America's Got Talent. Oh, okay. That's so like he was a may be somewhat show. familiar with him. Oh, what have you been watching, Danny? <clears throat> well, as far as comedy goes, I've mentioned this before several times. I'm re-binging re Arrested Development. Still loving it. Still yeah. finding new things in it. It's, it's amazing. But I did, I watched this, I caught this old movie, Phil. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's uh, Anatomy of a Murder. Do you remember this movie? James Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Uh, George C. Scott. Otto Isn't Preminger it, directed it. I was going to say, is it a Hitchcock? No. Uh, you, Otto Preminger. You, it's a good guess because it the does shorter, have, fatter version. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's got Lee Remick. For you old timers, it's got Lee Remick in it and Eve Arden. And it is a great, uh, it is a great courtroom drama. And it deals with, uh, centers around a rape in a small town, and it's, you know, 60 years old. There's still a lot of relevant things in there in the way that they deal with the, the subject. And it is also, uh, Phil, the, uh, it's a jazz score. It's the first film where the score was entirely jazz. Duke Ellington did the music on wow. it, and it really, really helps make the movie. It's just a gripping movie, and if, I, I, if, it's, if I'm flipping channels and it's on, I'm stuck because it's a really, really well-done uh, movie. Ben Gazzara. Ah, Ben Gazzara is the is the is the uh, accused murderer, and uh, it's it's really outstanding. So not a lot of laughs in it, but a few chuckles there. It's yeah, Jimmy Stewart. So excellent. Can't go excellent. wrong there. Uh, have you watched anything else? Uh, well, uh, I I haven't had the <coughs> opportunity to watch this, but another that we want to uh, trigger people that's coming, and that is uh, who doesn't love John Stewart? Dave? Okay. And we've all been wondering what is John Stewart going to do next. And we learned that he's heading back to television with a new series on Apple TV. Uh -huh. We now finally, Dave, have a release date. Uh, and I believe it's going to be in October. Uh, the previously announced series, The Problem, with Jon Stewart, is a multi-season show that will closely examine topics currently in national conversation. The show will find the former host of The Daily Show in discussion with people who are affected by the issue under discussion, as well as those who have a hand in creating the impact. Together, they will discuss tangible steps that can lead to a potential solution. The show will get a companion podcast, Dave, which is uh, great to hear, and uh, that will be released weekly. It will be on Apple. It should be coming out in October. It should be oh, starting pretty in October. Soon then. Good. So okay. we all love John Stewart. We like to see John we Stewart come back. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. There were a few films, of course, uh, that he did. Uh, he direct, he's directed they, a film. Uh, directed yeah. a political film, right? right, right yeah, uh, yeah. With uh, uh, Steve Carell, I believe. You're right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think it was uh, highly successful. No. Mm. And I did not see it. Uh, no. Not many did. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something, uh, I didn't see either of these, but they were kind of in the news. Are you familiar, you heard about the, there's a new Cinderella uh with uh, it's a, the singer it's Camilla live Cabello. With actors, right? Right, yeah, with uh, the singer Camilla Cabello. And they've changed it completely around, Phil. You know, she's not looking for the love of her life. Not the shoe? She, <laughs> I imagine there's the a shoe in the there. Shoe? But, uh, but the maybe they, they changed everything, so maybe there's no shoe because she wants to become a uh, businesswoman and a dress designer. And so not, no heels. She, she's not just living for the, uh, uh, you know, Prince Charming, and Prince Charming just wants to find somebody to love. Yeah, that was uh, quite a heel, as I recall, in the original. <laughs> That's right. We're she'd fall we, off. Should we do shoe jokes now? <laughs> should we go toe-to-toe so. -to -toe on those? We've got the time, Dave. Um, and uh, and it, was, it was savaged by the critics, this uh, version of Cinderella, because I guess it just didn't uh, have much life to it. You know, there are they're, they're songs, but they're not original songs, and it's kind of hokey. But then there's this other, uh, if you've noticed this, they did a remake of the movie... Uh, She's All That. Did you follow this uh, story there? No. It's called He's All That. Wow. And uh, the star of that is uh, the TikTok star, uh, Addison Rae. Uh, and uh, she's got to be uh, terrible, uh, I would imagine, <laughs> <laughs> because she doesn't do anything on TikTok but smile and, and pout and things wow. and, and make that. But, you know, it's, it's like the reviewer, reviews for Camila Cabello, who is actually talented, 
seem much harsher than for this TikTok star. So I think you become a TikTok star, you, you, you're, you're not, not as much as expected of you because you're like regular folks, I guess, even though yeah. she's making a couple of Yeah, it is million. quite a, yeah. a phenomenon. Yeah. And people that have, you know, they might have 100,000 followers, right? And that's a lot of people, right? And, you know... Do you ever get on TikTok and see what's going on? I, I uh, have not yeah. ventured onto TikTok, Dave. You might want to check it out. It's yeah. uh, it's a mixed it's a mixed bag, and you got to be careful because there's two categories. One is called for you, and one is called following. Now, following are people you've chosen to follow, but for you sounds like they've selected things specifically for you. I see. But that's not the case. Ah. They're just random, and often they're like horrible, horrible people, <laughs> like people who are like extreme politically and uh, very uh, a lot of hostility and things like that. So. I was, Dave. You, you, uh, can, you, can, you can swipe right past those. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I, you. I started, I thought about it. I was going to make a TikTok video. Mm -hmm. But then I figured, who wants <coughs> to see a how-to about my pacemaker anyway? <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> just get ready for Friday. I'd, w I'd rather watch that than some of the other things I'm seeing. <laughs> it, you know, Dave, we try to uh, also, in addition to, to, to what we're watching or listening to, we like to point out uh, different help tools that are available for comics, uh, particularly stand-up comics in mm -hmm. this case. And I've referenced in the past a Facebook uh, page called Displaced Comedians right. uh -huh. that offers a lot of resources in that way. Well, here's one I tried, and I really highly recommend. It's free. Uh, it's every Monday and Thursday. It's a virtual open mic workshop. But here's your, 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 your hook here. You get your choice of either performing for 10 minutes or performing for five minutes and then getting five minutes of feedback from the other comics that are on the uh, uh, Zoom show. Uh, it is... So if you don't uh, want to get criticized, keep going. It's put out by a group called TJM, which is called Two Joke Minimum, is mm. what that stands mm -hmm. for. So check it out every Monday and Thursday, 8.30 Eastern Time. So that's uh, generally 5.30 here. Mm -hmm. uh, Mountain Time. It's Feedback Open Mic Workshop. And you want to uh, like the Displaced Comedians page or go to the TJM Two Joke Minimum. And it's a very and interesting you, you've, you've jumped on there and... and done it right you've you've yes uh, yeah. mm -hmm. i did my five i did a five minute bit and then i got feedback after it and it was very constructive mm -hmm. feedback mm -hmm. uh everything from you know try a different way to say this or you know some people might take that the wrong way kind of comments uh and, and also positive comments right right yeah so yeah, i uh, would say uh, if anybody is listening who is just starting out in comedy and going to open mics and things this is a really good thing to check out because you know there's a tendency to get in a rut if you're doing open mics and you kind of especially if you're just starting out and you have a set you're reasonably happy with it and you keep running it out there uh, something like this will, will make you you know learn about how people are responding to what you're saying maybe give you some ideas on which ways to go because you know otherwise you're not going to get a lot of do open mics people are basically going to say hey you were great you know good job which is nice, but you really do need to have some critiquing when you're just starting out. Some, some feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Dave, uh, anything else you've been watching? Well, well you know, Phil, as you know, I've arranged my schedule so that I uh, am watching television every waking minute of my yes. life. Except when I'm walking from the bedroom to the living room. I'm thinking about put, putting a TV in the hallway, so I'm always watching TV. But I have noticed lately that I've been watching a lot of... There's not a commercial. I don't know if you've noticed Pepsi is doing a big thing now. Pepsi is, has a big campaign now. Wow, I had not. And they are really pushing the idea that if you drink their sugarless, uh, calorie-free, colored water, <laughs> that you are somehow ending your, your, your era of, being, of compromising. That's their whole thing. Don't compromise. Oh, in other words, don't. So they're not pushing the diet Pepsi. Well, they don't call it that, but, but they're saying you've compromised enough the suggestion being that most diet sodas are a compromise, but this Pepsi wow. soda. What and, is it called? And it, it's, I, 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 you know, I don't even know. Pepsi One or something? <laughs> yeah. But it's a very, like, it's, it's like uh, uh, a very forceful, ballsy voice comes on and says, you know, you've done compromising. 
you parents who uh, night out for you is driving to the local hamburger stand, you know, if that, stop compromising. And I thought um, it's, it's a good idea, but um, when you're telling people to stand up and push back, uh, is really your choice of a diet soda what you really want? <laughs> is, is, is that the most pressing thing you need to push back on? I mean, I mean, if, if I'm going to carbonation, well, if I'm going to stop compromising, I'll have a Coke, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, a Mexican sure. Coke, ideally, yeah. Yeah. So, would that be uh, your choice? Then? That would be my choice. Yeah, Coca-Cola. That, yeah, not, they still make we're, Royal we're Crown. Not, we're not plugging anyone here. No, no we're not. No, we are not. I mean, not all colas are wonderful, um, but uh, there's a lot of hostility in commercials, Phil. You know, and I think if you want to learn the mood and the tenor of a country, watch the commercials because. Yeah. Ad people are paid, paid millions of dollars to figure out what will get to you. And a lot of it is, is uh, kind of a hostile kind of uh, uh, attitude about things, you know. And you know what also seems to be the current rage, Dave, are the little, like, mini dramas around uh, uh, almost an ensemble cast, you know, like like progressive insurance yeah, with yeah, flow. Yeah. I was thinking I'd like to pour a Diet Pepsi on flow. <laughs> Let it flow. Well, that reminds me. I've seen flow. Uh, the actress Stephanie Courtney on stage at the Groundlings doing improv. Wow! And uh, she was terrific. And I remember the first time I saw the Flow commercial, I thought, this is going to get real old real fast. This is so yeah. annoying. But then, like you said, they expanded in, into they have no, there's no limits to where they can go or what they can satirize. And there's other people involved. So they actually yeah. have somehow made that character of Flow. Uh, Acceptable. I mean, yeah. I like watching her. I don't know if she still drives you nuts. But sure, sure. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, you know, uh, we, we often have uh, spontaneous moments uh, on Is This On, and uh, I don't know how you are on surprises. You, you like surprises? I I, uh, I love surprises, Phil. Well, I, I can't I've imagine what you have in mind today. I've got one for you. I think I we're think. the only ones in the building. Yeah, I, you think that. Okay. But, you know, early on, if you recall the shows we used to do, by telephone when we were first in the pandemic you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't be around anyone and we made contact with a lot of celebrities that were also stuck willing to talk to us and one of the one of our favorites was stuck in his apartment in New York his luxurious townhouse uh, apartment in New York yep. it was the great actor Al Pacino mm -hmm. and if you remember he consented so graciously to do a few cooking he was making us. ziti, I think. He was making the family yeah, uh, yeah. Pacino ziti. Yeah, mm -hmm. And Dave, uh, I know I shouldn't do this with your ticker, but I'm sitting down. Coming through Tucson tonight, <laughs> and he insisted that he come in and say oh, hello to no. us. Ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome Al Pacino? Al Pacino, this is a treat. Oh, come on uh, in, Al. Al, Phil. come on in. Come hey, on in. Phil. Oh. It's great to see you again. So good to be out, Dave. The pandemic is over. Pandemic is over. <laughs> well, we're so in, I we're, cannot wait. We're into kind of. I don't need a mask, right? <laughs> we're kind of into pandemic two now, and as you as you know well, sometimes the sequel's not as is good as like the Godfather original. Two, Dave? Yeah, it's more like Godfather three. That was. Uh, <laughs> I thought De Niro handed up Godfather two. Oh, right? he overdid it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I would say to him, Bob. <laughs> come on, dial it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Speak English, for I God's say, sake. Know, Anything, yeah. Take ham. a taxi, but this isn't taxi driver. You know what I mean? How are you, Dave? I'm good, I'm good. What, is there Phil, a special occasion? <laughs> Very spe good, sir. We are so honored. <laughs> is there a special occasion that brings you to, to out to the desert, uh, Mr. Pacino? To get out of my place for crying out loud i don't know if you remember you know, we, we we're doing a cooking thing are we cooking something tonight uh if you want to we can certainly uh, i couldn't wait <clears throat> dave to get out and the first thing i think i think about doing you know i'm italian dave you know i know that I and know, i'm very, very expressive well. i just are. i just want to run up to like the first woman I see and smell her hair, <laughs> grab her face, you know, like uh, with my friends in New York, like I do with Andy Cuomo <laughs> when we go out. We don't need, it don't mean anything. That was how we express ourselves. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, you understand. Andy people. told me, in fact, that he came on a show with you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had the governor on here. Yeah, he really, uh, he really. Uh, oh, he's a good guy. He really Don't defended himself well. Yeah, he, he is misunderstood. Was, oh, yeah. yeah, you know. And then I had to leave. You said what brought me here. I had to leave uh, New York, Dave. Hmm. Uh, 
I had a little problem at the uh, at the apartment. Oh no. Uh, I wanted to. I got sick of all the takeout. <laughs> so I wanted to barbecue something, you know. So I went out on the balcony, Dave, and all I had was a flamethrower! <laughs> and apparently they, they didn't like that. They didn't say hello. I did not say hello. I had a flamethrower to chicken, Dave. Uh, it was a little too well done. Too well done. I so was when you flamethrow uh, a chicken, is it like chicken, skeet shooting? Uh, Do you Pacino pepperzini. <laughs> Do you throw the chicken up like skeet shooting and then hit it with the flamethrower? And then I shoot it with the flamethrower. Oh, I cool. lost a few chickens that way, Dave, to the people in the upper balcony. Well, uh, were... But you know what? That's the kind of neighbor I am. Yeah. If there's, a, you know, if there's food enough for everybody, why not? There was, I think, if I remember we were talking, I was having trouble with the kids, with the dogs. Yeah, yeah. Walking on my lawn. Yeah, oh, don't yeah. ask. Yeah, you went and you, you said a few words to them. Oh, I remember don't that. ask. Yeah. Don't ask. By the way, I heard you. I was driving in the cab on the way over here. Yeah. I heard you talking. You were talking about Ed Asner. Ed Asner, the great Ed Asner passed oh, away. Oh, why didn't somebody flamethrower those eyebrows, Dave? <laughs> my God. Put that man on. That's why they probably eventually did the voiceover work, I think. Because he couldn't, well, he couldn't see his lines he, through he the eyebrows. I uh, do it, you know. I use a little, a little hair color here and there, but otherwise, <laughs> nothing, you know. Uh, now, did you ever work with uh, Ed Asner? Was that big? He must have crossed paths at some point at New York scene, right? I saw him, Dave. We used to work out together at the same oh. health club oh, in, uh -huh. uh, in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Oh, the man sweated like a pig. <laughs> uh, what kind of shape was Ed in? Ed uh, would be in the shape of round. Uh, okay. In fact, I think I saw him they were making a round casket uh, to, to bury him in. You know, but he was good. He wasn't he laying. He wasn't laying in the rotunda. He yeah. he was the rotunda. He was. Yeah. I, I did. You know, I auditioned for the part of Lou Grant. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would have been that would have been an interesting take. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I I just I kept I got oh I did you know at the audition I just I just, Mary <laughs> don't do that Mary don't do that Mary don't do that Mary. I didn't even like it. It went with Asner. And you delivered the line, uh, I hate spunk, and then the flamethrower came out. So That's that was a little right. over the top. That's right. Yeah. I, I actually lit the whole set on fire. <laughs> uh, although that Betty White is hot. She is still, she's still bringing the heat, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, gotta give I wonder how long, yeah. to, she's in her 90s now. She's going to, uh, well, you had your, what, 80th the, birthday age. not long ago? Uh, yeah. And you look great. That's you look right. fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, some of that is the de-aging, Dave, you know. <laughs> right. yeah. The, the de-aging technology, which is very I difficult yeah. to do on a date, for example. It's hard yeah. to do in real life, yeah. Uh, yeah. Although with Betty White, I probably I wouldn't have to yeah. worry so yeah. much. Yeah, no, nah, her eyesight's not that She's great. She's going to think I'm a young man. <laughs> so it's good this pandemic is over. I can, uh, <laughs> I don't have to wear a mask. I could go wherever I want. Go, go to the movies. Sit outside in a restaurant and have a the glass, hugging, glass Dave, of vino. Like said, do the yeah. hugging, right? Yeah. And, I, hope uh, to, uh, I hope to do some of that. Uh, <laughs> you hope to, is this your point? Is this your bucket list? More hugging. More hugging, Dave. And I love to smell the hair, Dave. It uh, really invigorates me. Uh, and I'm Italian. We're very touchy people. Touchy, We're expressive. Very, uh, you, you, I get together with You talk uh, with your hands, you uh, say hello. Bobby De Niro, we can't keep our hands off each other. <laughs> what about, uh, how has been inside so long, uh, who, who's, who's still around? You don't know what Ed Asner got. Is Mel Torme alive? Mel Torme left us a little while he ago, did. that's right. And, I still uh, listen to the records. Charlie, Charlie Watts. The I Rolling always Stone. have the music. If you remember, I had, I had the music going in the apartment. Yeah, that's well, right. we did the cooking. Yeah, yeah. were we playing Tosca, something like that? I think, uh, I think we did. It was uh, the music got from the Godfather. Oh, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Oh. Mm -hmm. Francis Ford Coppola, is oh, he yeah. still selling wine? He's still selling wine, yeah. I think he is. I was at the Coppola winery one time. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Interesting. Did you feel like you're in Europe? Oh, I really like, do. Uh, the women like, don't uh, shave. It's, it's beautiful. Like Marlon, of course. Uh, you know, when he fell down in the... Brando. Yes, Long Brando, yeah. of course, Brando, what are you <laughs> talking about? Good friend of mine, Dave, but it got pitiful there towards the end a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I, wear pants, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when he fell down in the garden, he was, I don't know, anyway, I'm going to drink him all wine. <laughs> I'm doing the impressions now, too. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a great scene where he's playing with his uh, his uh, grandson, right? And That's and, right. Uh, and then he, he all of a sudden he's a monster and then he dies. And, I don't know. If you haven't seen, uh, uh, sorry, uh, spoiler. I wasn't right. in that scene, <laughs> so I don't know. They, you know, Coppola very cheap. He only paid you for the days that you <laughs> were the in the days you showed up, right? I'd have to go see the movie. What <laughs> was it? Early in the movie or late? In the movie? <laughs> Uh, that's near the end. That's near the end. Kind of a big okay. deal. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes in a hotel, you get like the first five minutes for free. Of a lot, yeah. M movies, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where can I get some good seating in Tucson? <laughs> Where can you? Well, there's uh, what's Caruso's on Fourth, uh, as I'm sure has good seating. Caruso, and, uh, he could sing. Dave. Yeah, Caruso was a Is great. Is that singer. when he opened a restaurant? And that, you get it up in Tucson, yeah, like most people do. Yeah. So you like the ziti over there? Uh, it, you know, it's good, but I. It probably doesn't get rid of the homemade ziti that you oh, were talking about. The, 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 I sent the Pacino, you guys some ziti. It, it, was, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. This is an old family Pacino recipe, Dave. Grandma used to make it, Dave. We would. Would you help? Would you be Sunday. little little Al Pacino in the kitchen with with, oh, uh, with whatever uh, with was Nona uh, there? Whatever and, was needed, you know. But you didn't uh, back then, Dave. We we listened to our parents, you know. Or you, you get the with the spoon right across. Yeah, the, yeah. I would, you know, maybe I could stir the pasta. That's it, you know, nothing. <laughs> but I learned the recipes, Dave. And what are we going to cook next? And you carry them on. I'm, I'm a, I'm, you know, I like a, I like a good. How about a Pacino calzone? <laughs> Calzone's good. I like a good lasagna. I'm a kind of a lasagna. A lasagna. We'll work on lasagna. Yeah. If I get back in the apartment, David's charred from the uh, flamethrower incident. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, oh, maybe, I let that baby go. Maybe you can ship. Oh. Maybe, maybe you can ship us some uh, some panini or something. Yeah. Calzone. Yeah. Uh, they, they said to me, you know, they said uh, uh, the janitor. And I came over at first one, you know, with the, he smelled the smoke, you know, and he said, uh, you know, was your stove working? I said, no, it's not my stove, because the stove is out of order! I think you were wrong to say the whole damn kitchen was out of order. The whole damn kitchen was out of order. Yeah, I say damn, I'm sorry, Dave. Now, Al, you you know, as we said, you, you recently celebrated your 80th birthday, but you look great, and you're going strong. Thank you so much. What's next down the line as far as uh, acting uh, uh, parts for you? You got something lined up? Well, you, I you getting it. into TikTok uh, yourself? Are you doing TikTok? Or, uh, I don't know. Uh, am I wearing a watch? <laughs> I always wear a watch, Dave. Okay. Well, maybe not TikTok. Right, yeah. I played uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and next I'm going to play the guy who put Jimmy Hoffa in jail. This is now, this is the, uh, the way I get sequels. <laughs> I play the guy that I play when, when you sign up, you say, I also get to play the guy that put him in yeah. jail, and that's great. Yeah. I wanted to play uh, Bernie Madoff, but everybody beat me to that. Uh, De Niro <laughs> played him, uh, Dreyfus played him. I figure, you know, I, I don't need to play Well, you were now. Dr. Kevorkian, right? Didn't I'm, you play Dr. Kevorkian? That was Dr. a great Kevorkian. role. Was, yeah, yeah. You're not looking too good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Might be time to pull the plug. Well, I, I, I relate to that because I've done many performances that made people want to kill themselves. So uh, I'm definitely that's a Kevorkian right. fan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I, I, I'm working on a couple of scripts, Dave. Uh, uh, did a few things for HBO, you know, uh, some things we do with the de-aging, so who, who the heck knows? Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll do a remake of Scarface. Oh, okay. All right. yeah. With this de-aging thing, you know, I wonder, like Ed Asner or Sean Connery, I wonder if they can continue working, even though they've actually technically passed on, but uh, can you de-age a skeleton and kind of <laughs> beef I, it up a little bit? I, I don't know too much about the process, Dave. I know, uh, you know, uh, I looked good. I think I looked good. Uh, but, you know, uh, if you ask me, I watched it. You know, the Irishman you're talking about. Irishman, Irishman sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, the face looked good, but to me, I was still schlepping around, you know, <laughs> like uh, like a constipated Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. 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 I felt that way watching it. I thought the faces look young, but then uh, on the long shots... Uh, uh, All right, Dave, hey, we're, running, we're running out of time. That's go right. We got to go. They got a table for me at Caruso's. I'm going to have the lasagna. Let me order you and Phil come and join me. We're on our way. We're going to wrap up here. Thanks. We'll... Good to see you. Thanks. Oh, my God. Let, me, let me smell your hair, Dave. <laughs> hey. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. What is in there? Uh, that's, is uh... there some Parmesan cheese in your hair, Dave? <laughs> no, All that's... right. I got to go. <laughs> that's what I get for wearing Dad Dad Asner's <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Wow, Phil. Dave? I, I, that's what I get for... Uh, Did I surprise you? I, ch I changed my shampoo to a head and garlic, <laughs> and uh, Al really enjoyed that, so... Uh, yeah, he's going to have to, you know, 
it's a new world out there. It is after yeah. the pandemic. It really is, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope he keeps his hands to himself. Yeah. You know, uh, we 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 the, the smelling the hair is not. I, I think everything goes in cycles. I think in another five ten years, uh, groping is going to come back in. And, uh, I think yeah. I think you're probably right, <laughs> Dave. It has been such a pleasure to be with you again for Is This On? And I think both of us in this uh, sweat house here. Uh, yeah. I've lost three or four pounds. Sweat lodge. I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Al was starting to when we <laughs> started to get a little wet there. Uh, Dave, what a, what a pleasure it was to have Elena Erickson-Lopez and Cy Barlow with us from Unscrewed Theater. Elena, uh, from everything <laughs> that they multi, do Multi-talented. Uh, they were just a breath yeah, of fresh air. It was great to hear about the process. We hope people come on out Friday night to their to their new uh, live variety show. A show on which you are appearing. I'm uh, appearing at 9 o'clock on Friday. I will be ready, Dave. I've, uh, As I said, I'm going to attempt to spin some Hey, this is Kenny and Coy. We are the host of Open Mic Nights on Sundays at 6 p.m. at the Catalina Craft Pizza, 15930 North Oracle Road in yes. Catalina, Arizona. Yes. You guys are listening to Is This On on KMKR.